This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. We begin today by acknowledging the Gubby Gubby people as the traditional owners of the country we are recording in today. We recognise their continued connection to the land, waters and acknowledge they never ceded sovereignty. We pay our respects to Elders past and present and extend that respect to all First Nations people listening today. Welcome to another episode of Boring is Bad for Business. As a brand studio, we've seen too many brands play it safe and it's causing them to get lost in a sea of sameness. With this show, we want to encourage business leaders to embrace what makes them different and translate that into bold brands that delight and spark emotional connections. I'm Suji. And I'm Joel. Today, we're going to do things a little bit differently. So if you've been listening for a while on Boring is Bad for Business, we generally try to educate and inform and we'll share our perspective on why being boring is bad for business and what you can do to change that up. But, you know, business is also personal. So I'd really like to, in this next couple of episodes, allow you, the listeners, to get to know us a bit more. So what I've done is prepared five questions, five or six questions to ask you, Joel. And I just wanted to use this opportunity, like I said, to get to know, share who we are to everybody who's listening. Absolutely terrifying. Yeah, I'd prefer to talk about strategy and design all day, every day. But as soon as we start to talk about myself, um, that's where we get a little uncomfortable. So yeah, an exciting I didn't know that of, this made you uncomfortable. Yeah, a little bit, like being put on the spot. Okay. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how we go. Yeah, I'm, I'm keen for anything. All right. <laughs> well, let's go. No, look, and I think, you know, we'll, we'll go to see where the conversation takes us. Yeah, so absolutely. first question is... Who inspired you to pursue the career that you have today? That's a really interesting question. Who or what? Who or what? Yeah, sort of when you say who, I don't know if there's a specific individual. Yeah, my story sort of started around, like my design story started around 10. Dad owned a print production company that he, that he still runs today. Um, and yeah, we used to spend our holidays there ultimately in, in Sydney and we would um, you know, hang out and the days we had off, we'd have to go in with, with dad to work. And yeah, we'd be given jobs like licking stamps for for mail outs like that was my first job like sitting there just licking thousands did of, you take both you and your brother yeah yeah, yeah. um so we, we would hang out there and um yeah he had a big team at the time you know there was probably like five or six designers a couple of guys on the floor a couple of salespeople. you know when they used to have salespeople, people who would go you know out for lunch and, and do the door knock and and the phone calls but um yeah i was really interested in the designers there there was a couple of guys that were you know really interesting looking like bigger guys with beards and they would always sort of shave in these cool patterns in their in their face and always dress sort of flashy and I was like when I was like 10 I was like these guys are like so interesting um and yeah in the office they were ultimately you know rock stars like they sort of were the engine room you know the the work would come through to them and then they would ultimately produce like you know really cool you know what I considered sort of art at the time and yeah I, I was fully inspired by those guys like yeah the stuff that they were able to create um and they were doing really cool projects like that's when sort of digital cameras started coming out and like I remember them on weekends sort of you know playing with Photoshop and and doing all that stuff and I was like yeah that's really cool so you know from an early age I wanted to be involved in design and yeah that never really never really changed which um, I think is quite unique like there was never a time I think from 10 where I wanted to do anything else so that's probably the the one thing that you know really inspired me to pursue pursue see this Red Bull starting to kick in um (laughs) yeah my, my career. Yeah, cool. And what were you like as a kid before 10? Were you act like the outdoors or more like into, I don't know, playing, wearing costumes, dressing up, yeah, wrestling? <laughs> um, I think you kind of ticked all the boxes there. Um, 
yeah, we would always be told like you've got to go outside and play. Like I, I have an older brother, so it was like go outside and play with your brother. But yeah, I was really into to drama. Weirdly enough, really, um, yeah. And did then, you have any lead roles? No, I tried out for a couple, but you know, never never cracked in, which is probably a good thing. Yeah, like loved out, love being outdoors, but yeah, drawing imagination like I, I could sit in a room by myself and just I don't know riff entertain myself a lot which apparently was you know is quite unique for for a young boy and yeah love drawing love love Pixar love Disney like anything like that like I remember seeing Monsters Inc with my grandma and I was like like this shit is phenomenal like just to be able to like you know come up with an idea and the the, the direction of, of sort of how they created that was really cool and then I remember mum and dad took us to, I don't know, was it like Disneyland or, or something in Sydney where it was like a behind the scenes of sort of saw how things got made. Um, and that really piqued my interest into like, hey, you can actually make this into a career. And yeah, I guess that going sort of hand in hand with dad's business and, and, and sort of seeing those those guys in the studio, you know, that's that's really where it, where it sort of excited me. Super cool. It's like interesting that you had your dad bringing you into the office and exposing you to business. But then, so not only did you follow a career as being a creative, but you also followed a career of being a business owner? Yeah, I think lots of people sort of get scared of like going out on their own and, and, and running their own business, but like that's what dad's always done. So whether that's a, a good thing or a bad thing, it's a good thing on a good day and a bad thing on a bad yeah. day, but yeah, it just didn't seem that scary to me. Yeah, exposed to it at a young age, super cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah love it. All right, so can you tell me a bit about the day-to-day responsibilities or like what a day looks like for you at The Good Studio? Yeah, well, that's, as you know, changed a little bit since you've come on board, which has been... Now fant- you're in a cupboard. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I just sit in the back and, and um, pretend I'm working. No, um, yeah, so my day-to-day, like my main role is obviously creative director and yeah, just working with, you know, the, the design team to roll out identities. So, you know, that design team can be, you know, a couple of interns or people that we're collaborating with. You know, it is quite a small team, but yeah, my day-to-day is... You know, working on logos, working on identities, the rollout, packaging all those up, getting across the client, sitting in um, strategy sessions with with yourself, and yeah, just pitching and, and presenting presenting work. So it used to be a lot more, you know, answering emails and following up and onboarding clients. Which since you've come on, I've sort of handballed that across a little bit, piece by piece, hope, hoping that you haven't noticed, but I think you've kind of caught on now that that's not something that I am very passionate about. Like it, it's something that. I know it needs to happen, obviously, being a, a director, but I'm a big believer of, you know, staying in your lane and doing what you love, which I think I've talked about a couple of times on this podcast. And yeah, you know, design and creative director is something that I, I love and have a big passion for. So, you know, if I can sit there and just work on identities all day, every day, yeah, I'm a, I'm a pretty happy guy. Yeah, I'd love to know the science. I actually think that they just, you know, that sort of work where, you, you know, onboarding clients, having conversations, you know, planning, it's a different side to your brain. Like I was mm-hmm. also a creative. And so I know that that would definitely, you'd be, you know, in flow creatively, like creatively in flow. And then you'd have to change track and, you know, go into emails. I think it really does break that flow that you get oh for sure like i can it's always weird like you're like oh i gotta call this person like i really don't feel like calling them then you call them and then you're like i know you get like a different sort of rush that you wouldn't get from oh yeah it might be similar for something that you'd get like within a creative project but like it's it's like this rush of energy and you're like who else can i call now and you and you sort of get the flow and i think it's the same with like onboarding and talking to clients all day every day when you get your head in that space and yeah like you said get in the flow it's great but yeah it's that stop starting of you know, my head's in this design project and now I got to jump into to admin and accounts and it just, yeah, if I do that, I need to definitely have some some 
breaks in between. Yeah, and like blocking it together, so mm-hmm. the batching the work, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yep, stays there. Can you recommend a book that you've recently read and really enjoyed? I'm not a big book reader. Um, I love my audio books and um, my podcasts. Um, but yeah, an audio book I probably finished, you know, it'd be close to 12 months ago now, but it really stands out is um, Shoe Dog, The Phil Knight Story. Yeah, it really walks through the story of how he developed and, and built Nike. Really cool story just, you know, for anyone who loves shoes or, or design or, or business. Um, I think there's definitely something in there for, for everyone. But yeah, just like, Every time I, I get through that, that book, I think I've done it you know, two or three times now. It's just like, it's inspiring. Like he's literally sort of started from, from nothing, um, worked his ass off step by step by step. And yeah, built like, you know, one of the biggest, biggest brands in, in the world. I think you could you know, pretty confidently say the biggest brand in the world. Oh, absolutely. Definitely one of those brands that gets mentioned of when we're creating something. Do you want to be the Nike of your category? Mm-hmm. It's one that gets thrown around. So you will re- reread or re-listen to books. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's probably one of the only biographical books I probably re-listen to. But there's like a couple, you know, how to influence, how to win friends and influence people. Yeah, like how to win friends and influence people is definitely something that I that I re-listen to. Yeah, I just think like some of these books are just so jam-packed full Mm. of great information, and you just miss it first listen or, or, or first read. And yeah, we all we all need a refresher once in a while. There's so much information that goes in these days consuming media. It's a good idea to reread them. I actually don't, but one day. Yeah, and I think especially like like I said, I love audiobooks, so I listen to them in the car. So when someone cuts me off, I probably see like a bit of rage and I'm not listening to, to the audio as much as I should. So yeah, a re-listen never really hurt. It's like a soothing, self-soothing yeah, absolutely. exercise. <laughs> uh, this is a fun one. Do you have a secret talent that nobody knows about? No, I'm a pretty straightforward person. Drama if, was a little bit of drama was a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I, I don't really talent. share that. So I guess yeah, that's that's. I wouldn't say it's a talent because I, I don't think I'm any good at singing or dancing. Oh, so uh, you sing? No, no I don't sing. <laughs> talent? Not really. Like I said, I'm I'm pretty straightforward. So if I'm good at something, I'll, I'll definitely let you know. All right. Yeah. Okay. How would you describe your job to a bunch of five year olds? Probably the most watered down way would be I draw pictures for companies. Yeah, I like that. Simple. Yeah. This is, yeah, pretty easy. Yeah, we actually had this conversation about like my son's 20 months. How old's, how old's your son? Almost three. Yeah. He's three. When they get a bit older that they should do a podcast and talk about what their parents do for a living. Yes. And I just thought that'd be a very interesting podcast. Like might not air it, might not do anything with it, but. Max would say that I do typing. Like he's like, can typing. I do typing? Can yeah. I, you, you do type? Why are you doing typing? Can I do typing? Yeah. Yeah, that's all I do and cool. on the phone. What's your advice for someone who wants to get into the industry in your role of what you're doing? I think just be patient and continue to show up. Like it's not really something that's going to happen overnight. Like we were talking about this this morning, how I think lots of people come out of university and they sort of think that they're going to fall straight into a job and, and a job with a title. And the reality of that is very removed from reality. Yeah, I think if you're passionate about it, yes, yeah, st- stick with it. I think I've only got to where I've, got just through yes turning up being consistent and you know just working on that craft and it's you know putting the time in doing you know new new courses online educating yourself listening to heaps of audio books heaps of podcasts talking to people and yeah just putting just putting in the work i don't think there's any sort of magic wand that you can wave to sort of get to where you need to be but yeah i guess anyone sort of listening from from university like not to sort of be the bearer of bad news, but yeah, a lot of you, a lot of people are going to come out of university and get get some rude shocks, and yeah, we're sort of starting to see that as well. And I think 
even university students and TAFE students are starting to see that as well as like there's a long road between you know uni and TAFE and and sometimes employment yeah and what did you do like at uni did you was it a degree? Yes, I was at USC, computer-based art and design. I came out of there, yeah, as well, thinking that I would walk into a job and that wasn't wasn't the case. I did some internships, freelanced, and then I got in at a couple of places, but I realized I was making more money freelancing. Hindsight probably would have been good just to drop the ego a little bit and, and stay in those jobs and, and, and keep working and, and work my way up more just to learn from other people. You know, the paycheck might not have been what I wanted, but, you know, you're learning from seniors. But yeah, I think that was just, you know, that comes with, age just you know hindsight as well yeah absolutely yeah. like you're just hungry and you sort yeah. of think your, your shit doesn't stink sometimes um and then yeah you, you sort of get to a place where you realize hey like i probably should have shut up a little bit and just and just listened mm-hmm. learnt. but yeah and just just kept fr- freelancing and then um yeah projects got sort of bigger and bigger start collaborating with other designers um, mostly here on the coast. During that time i was running a, a co-working space which you know was was fantastic at the time just really allowed us to to work with you know other designers sort of pull everyone out of their bedrooms and and basements because you know everyone was just working from home and I remember when I was working at home like my partner would come home on a Friday and I'd just chew a rear off because I've been in the back room and you know only spoken to clients all week so yeah we we started Common Collective which um, you know ran for a couple of years which was great met lots of you know photographers designers people on the coast doing some really cool things um, and obviously that's where. I met you and then yeah we just had that conversation of you know how can we come together and and build something and you know that's where the good studio started brings us to today yeah Yeah. I think it's super cool that you had common collective it was definitely as an outsider who moved to the Sunshine Coast what you had created in a very short amount of time was a real standout like for creative culture yeah it was funny um there was probably a period where I like tried to get away from it just because you know there was the good studio and that was sort of felt like it was starting to pop a little bit and yeah I guess looking back it was yeah something myself and my partner Shawnee should be really proud of of yeah we we built a really cool community you know something that we've talked about of like bringing you know something like that back where you know we're inspiring people around us and you know encouraging growth within you know the Sunshine Coast design community because I think it really needs it there's a couple of people doing a couple of things in different places but It'd be cool to build something where everyone could come together. So we're still trying to nut that out, but I think we might do a full circle and sort of come back and, you know, focus on that a little bit as well. Yeah, definitely. I think you nailed it with the name Common Collective. Mm-hmm. It's not just limited to designers and there's something about similar to flow. When you're around creative people, you do energize each other. Yeah, I even just started like a new group chat with a couple of other designers because I was like, man, like we need to be we need to just be talking about this and we need to be you know, encouraging each other and, and really inspiring each other because if we're designing and, and working within a vacuum, you know, I heard this great analogy of if you're working by yourself, you're probably just going to be creating your, your best hits, mm-hmm. like your greatest hits. Um, but if you're working with other people, it's sort of like jazz where, you know, you have an idea and I have an idea and we come together and we create something new. And I think that's where the really cool stuff happens. And obviously we can do that with with a team but i think for for freelancers on the coast and around like to have a space like that where they can come to great come together and create some jazz yeah i think that's really that's really inspiring for everyone yeah super cool thanks for sharing that let's continue on about the good studio can yep. you tell me more about how you came to create the good studio as a freelancer so yeah we were working on and by we i mean me um, I'm used to using the the we now, but yeah, at the time it was it was me, my partner Shawnee, who I've mentioned before. Yeah, she was helping with sort of admin and, and accounts and sort of you know just making sure I wasn't sinking our family into a hole. But yeah, it was 
just me working on projects i was running the the strategy and and the design and you know handling a couple you know three or four projects at a time like my capacity wasn't too too big um i was leveraging the community we had at common collective so you know working with the the seo individuals there and the photographers there and the videographers there and yeah it was really cool i was able to pull in you know my friends that we were sharing an office with and yeah we you know we we're developing everything from from strategy through to identity systems to to websites and yeah you know, I, I still stand by by that work. We have a lot of those clients that have come, you know, with us on that journey. But yeah, the the projects were getting, you know, bigger and big bigger. The the workload was getting to a point where you know, I couldn't really just handle it on my own. And yeah, you and me sort of started having a conversation where you were doing, you know, something something similar through another entity. And yeah, you were really excited about the strategy, and I was really excited about the design. It was like, well, you know. You take my strategy work, I'll take your design work, and let's come together and, and and build the good studio. So at that stage, I decided it was it was time to pack up Common Collective, just you know wearing too many hats as it was. And yeah, unfortunately, you know close close the doors to Common Co, um, which was you know really sad. Like saying goodbye to to people that I'd been working with for you know two to three years very closely, some good friends. But yeah, really needed to sort of focus on on one company in, instead of two. And yeah, that's where um, the good studio was was sort of born. And yeah, we got our new place out out in Caloundra. And yeah, the the projects keep growing more and more. And like we've been at it for for eighteen months now. And yeah, it kind of feels like every every week we're we're progressing, which is really exciting. We, we've got pretty big visions of of where it, where it wants to go. So you know, a long road ahead. But you know, for eighteen months, we've we've kicked some some big goals already. And yeah, the sort of the next year is going to be really exciting as well. Yeah, I can't. I feel like if I pump up anymore it sounds like this is just a contrived question but I am interested always interested to hear like yeah, your perspective on what that story was like and those 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 questions and even like you know that having to let go of common collective as well and make that decision to just focus on the good studio and I'm sure it was probably hard to even invite somebody in to a business that you'd started from the ground up yeah I think I still have those days where we have conversations and you know you have a very valid point that you put forward and I'm like but no this is this is my baby, but it's, you know, it's bigger than me now. And I'm, you know, we're starting to get to a point where it's bigger than, than just you and me, which that is really exciting. Like I used to get really inspired by design and, and, and those little things, which I, which I really still do. Like that's sort of the thing that gets me up in the morning, but building something now that's bigger than myself as an individual. And, you know, even as the, the two founders building something that's bigger than us, something that, you know, we hope can elevate the design community here on the sunny coast and the businesses we work with. Like that gets me so much more excited than, you know, anything I could have imagined even even 18 months ago. So yeah, really excited to see where we go. It's really, really early days. It's been a long journey to get to, to here, but yeah, I still see it as only early days for the good studio and, um, you know, couldn't be more excited about, you know, the future. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I know we talk about this all the time. That's why I'm like, yep, nodding. But yeah. I'm super excited. And I agree. It's definitely early days for us in the vision that we have got. Mm-hmm. It's a long game. Yeah. And we'll, we'll share more of that as it unravels. Yeah, absolutely. So let's a little fun one. Where's the next place on your travel bucket list and why? Oh, we were talking about that on the weekend. We're like, what are we doing for Christmas? Are we like a family Christmas or are we going away? Maybe, maybe like maybe even just Tassie. Or, or New Zealand. Um, I'd love to get back to to Canada or Japan. Go find some some snow somewhere. But yeah, we don't we don't really know. It's sort of s- still seems a bit scary to go too far. I don't know if that's it in my does. head. Yeah, like a Canada trip at the moment. I, I don't know. It just feels feels Could scary. Could be to me. a toddler in tow. Yeah, that long flight. <laughs> I 
I don't know who would need to be more medicated, me or or, or my son. Um, but yeah, may, maybe like a Tassie. Somewhere cold. I'm feeling like you're into this cold weather that we're getting at the moment. Yeah, like this cold snap we've just had. I'm like, yeah, let's pull the jackets out and um, yeah, get get toasty. But yeah, really, really keen to get away from the sunny coast a little bit. Yeah, like done a couple, you know, Sydney trips in the last last weeks or, or so, and it's been just great to get away from here. Like we feel like we've been so stuck with COVID for so long that yeah, you kind of forget you can leave now. Yeah, I know. We've kind of been tricked into thinking that you can't travel and it's a bit in- inaccessible. And that's probably why it does feel like you can't go and book a holiday. Yeah. But um, yeah, need to, need to get back, Do it. It's so back good to the for snow. You. Yeah, I think just for, just for the headspace. Yeah, all about that. Would you say that you're more of an extrovert or an introvert? I, I think an introvert. Like I said earlier, like when I was little, I really enjoyed my own company and not much has changed. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of going out. Yeah, sort of love sitting at home and and binging some Netflix or, you know, sitting on the couch and, you know, sketching on the iPad and and, and just hanging out with the family. Yeah, I think people get introvert and extrovert mixed up sometimes. So Did I just mix it up? No, you didn't. I think where you're going potentially is like other people would say I'm an extrovert because I'm good with people. Like I don't think they're linked. I put it. I put it on. Like if I'm uncomfortable, I sort of go to another level where it's like it's not me. It's I think it's me overcomplicating overcompensating. Wow, we're sharing a lot today. Is this my therapy session for the week? <laughs> no, it's really interesting. Is and I've heard I've heard that the actual definition is that if you're an introvert, you probably get more energy when you're by yourself or like, you know, in smaller groups, whereas if you're extroverted, you get a lot more in- energy from being around other people. Mm. Yeah, I think there's a time time and a place like I'm yeah, if I've got a goal or or something like being around other people, like I'm all, I'm all for, but to, to turn off um, and and do some deep thinking, which I which I do love. Being by myself is is a is a big plus. Yeah, love it. And I think the more you get to know each other as us as business owners, fantastic. As we grow as a team, I'd love to see these questions thrown around mm-hmm. often because that's how you work out how to flow with each other, how to get the best out of each other, when to leave each other alone. Yeah, for sure. Um, so if we're ever in a meeting and I'm being loud and over the top, I'm yeah, it's <laughs> because I'm dancing. terrified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> call the meeting off yeah, yeah absolutely yeah yeah so my last question that i'd like to ask you is why is being boring bad for business i think being boring is bad for business just due to like the amount of noise and the amount of things that we're we're exposed to day in day out like even driving here today you know having the radio and you're just getting bombarded with ads pull into the servo and you know go grab a water and there's just like so many options there's just the stimulus everywhere and i think when you're you know trying to get in front of people's faces and and get them to part with their their money for a service or a product if you're just following the the status quo you're you know not zagging when when everyone else is zigging yeah you're just going to get lost so yeah it's really important just to to be genuine to who you are um, but then do it in a way that you know really showcases that and, and and elevates yourself and your message out to out to your your audience. And I honestly believe that if you do that, like with if you want to grow yourself as a, a good designer, like continue to show up, and yeah, that'll start to get you noticed and you know in enhance your business. I love that, and it's also yeah, find your perspective, but then be consistent about sharing it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think yeah, if if you do that, yeah, good good things are going to happen for you. Awesome. Well, that brings me to the end of the questions that I had for you today. Thank you so much. I've actually learned a lot about you just sitting on the couch. So. About, my, about my drama and dancing background, yeah. Drama. No, there was actually nothing that was like fully shocking, but it's just fun. It's fun to get to know each other. I hope that everyone who's listening at home, you've also learned something about, about Joel. And if you have any more questions, feel free to send an email through hello at thegoodstudio.com.au. You can slide into our DMs. And of course, if you did really like our episode or you like the podcast, please feel free to leave us a review. 
and next week we'll be uh, deep diving on Suji. So, um, yeah, we can sort of throw back a little bit of that torture she put me through today. So looking forward to it. (laughs) 